I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. I'm here at HIM 16 speaking with Dr. David Kibbe, President and CEO of Direct Trust. Direct Trust is the healthcare industry alliance created by and for participants in the direct exchange network used for secure, interoperable exchange of personal health information between provider organizations and between providers and patients. Dr. Kibbe will be discussing some of the latest trends involving direct trust and secure exchange of healthcare information. Hi, Dr. Kibbe. Hi, Marianne. Good to be with you this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. So now, Direct Trust and the Federal Health Architecture recently announced an agreement for a new governmental trust anchor bundle. Direct Trust has said that the new trust anchor bundle will enable as many as 23 federal agencies, including the Department of Defense, VA, and Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, to begin using direct messaging for the electronic exchange of health information with private sector healthcare providers. Please briefly describe for our listeners what a trust anchor bundle is and why is this agreement between Direct Trust and the Federal Health Architecture so significant in terms of secure exchange of patient information? Well, let me first take the second question or area. And I think the importance of this agreement is that it sets the stage for communications via Direct with uh, federal agencies particularly important being the medical centers that the Veterans Administration operates and those that the Department of Defense operates with the private sector. You probably know that we have over 52,000 healthcare organizations in the private sector using direct exchange, and most of the traffic, most of the exchanges of information between the federal agencies and those private sector hospitals and medical practices and clinicians occurs with paper, facts and paper now. So it sets the stage for making all of that transactions, all of those transactions electronic, secure, interoperable via direct. The Trust Anchor Bundle is an important part of the technical infrastructure. It, it's a way of the uh, parties who are using direct to exchange information between point A and point B to assure that the information is encrypted and that the information Uh, the parties sharing the information are identity validated. The important thing here is that the federal agency's requirements for security and trust and identity are really very high. We've met the challenge, we've met their requirements, and we expect this to, to go forward now in 2016 fairly rapidly. Now, the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT, but also Congress, has been heavily focused on ways to advance interoperable secure health information exchange in the months and years to come. Where do you see direct exchange fitting into advancing future health information exchange efforts? Well, direct exchange is sort of the little engine that could. It's a very simple way and an inexpensive way for someone who needs to push information to someone else who needs to receive that information to do so electronically, securely, without depending on a particular vendor because it's a cross-vendor interoperable exchange technology. And it, generally speaking, is replacing a fax and paper, mail, courier transaction in all sorts of places around the healthcare system where it's perceived to be more efficient Uh, and more secure to use electronic exchange. So now HHS this week at HIMSS announced that they have an interoperability pledge 
that dozens of EHR vendors, healthcare organizations, and some professional organizations have agreed to basically to ensure that they'll do what they can to allow interoperable secure exchange of information, including using standardized APIs, best practices for security and privacy. What do you think of these efforts in terms of the interoperability pledge, and where do you see direct fitting into that? The only thing I can say is it's a good thing. I mean, keeping up the pressure on the drive for interoperability uh, between users of different electronic health records and, and users in the healthcare system who don't use electronic health records, for example, long-term care, is really important. I, I think it also begs the question of security and trust. The, there's always a balance here between making it possible and easier for exchanges to occur and the security requirements that are necessary to make sure the privacy isn't breached in, in those exchanges. All of the parties to this agreement on the EHR vendor side are users of direct exchange now at fairly large volumes. These are the top uh, users of direct exchange, and I certainly applaud their efforts to help the entire community work out some of the what I call last mile problems, such as the content problem. It's really it's one thing to have transport across uh, the barriers of organizations and health IT systems. It's another, can you actually use the document or the XML file that's delivered? And I, I think that's one of the areas where this kind of pledge is going to ultimately lead to on-the-ground improvements. Now, direct is, as the name implies, direct, you know, from one to another. What about the challenges facing other sorts of health information exchange, you know, the repositories where you might send out a query, do you have any information about this patient, you know, some of the things that some of these health information exchange organizations are doing, what are the challenges that you still see facing those sorts of scenarios? Some of the challenges that are faced in query exchange versus push exchange, which is what direct is, it's push, are the same. So for example, you need to know that the person or entity at the end of the exchange is trustworthy. The identity uh, proofing and the identity assurance around that relationship is very, still very important. I think you also have to worry about security, the, the security of the exchange, the encryption, the operations of the parties that are doing those queries is very important. So there's a lot of overlap between the work that Direct Trust has done in developing a security and trust framework and the needs of parties that are now moving towards a more complex kind of exchange like query. Query introduces some really new big problems if you're thinking about uh, machine-to-machine or server-to-server query, two of those being uh, patient identification and the other being the assurances around permissions and consents that have to be um, dealt with with releases of information. So the real challenges for query that where I think a direct and direct trust's experience can help are those between different organizations. Not query within a single enterprise, but query across enterprises. Because as you start to move across those enterprises, you're, you're moving across security domains. And it's really important for those parties to know that the person who's requesting that information is who they say they are, and that they have the appropriate permissions and authorizations to actually obtain the information that they're querying about. What do you think about the certification requirements in general for health IT? Do you think that the high-tech software certification requirements to date 
for security have been rigorous enough? And what would you like to see? Is there also a danger that certification could be setting the bar too low in some cases because by the time standards are vetted, approved, and set as certification requirements, the cyber risks and threats have changed? That's a really good question because the cyber and security, cybersecurity threats are always changing. I think the private sector is doing a very good job, generally speaking, of managing the security of health information exchanges, but we need to continue to be pushed to, to make that better. I, I think one of the areas where EHR certification needs improvement, and I am hoping that this new NPRM will lead to that, is that the ability of the applications, the EHRs in the field, to be user-friendly enough so that the parties can do what they want particularly with respect to direct exchange, was not really specified in the earlier certification, which was more of a testing laboratory environment. So I I think one of the areas where we look forward to continued guidance from the federal government is how do these EHRs actually perform in the field? Can the operators of the EHR do what they need to do in order to affect, uh, to, to make the exchanges that they want to make? Now, last time we spoke, you mentioned that Direct Trust plans to unveil in 2016 direct-based secure texting and chats for use on mobile devices such as smartphones in the healthcare sector. Can you briefly tell us what the status is on the, of those plans and what are the challenges that you see when it comes to secure texting and chats and the use of mobile devices for this sort of thing? Well, that's a great question. We are making a slow but steady progress in the development of a protocol for texting, it's actually for online chat, that is the analog, if you will, of the direct protocol for online messaging. And we're in beta testing now with several HISPs, the idea being that if you have, if, if you as a user have a direct address, you'll be able to acquire from that HISP an account for online texting at the same time. And, and that would afford the same kind of interoperability across, organization, across organizational lines and IT systems that the direct messaging has, has provided and afforded. We're very cautious. You know, we, we need to make sure that there's a demand for that. Uh, we think there is. Uh, doctors, nurses, you know, everybody involved in healthcare wants to use their smartphones, and they want that ability of moving messages to be online, real-time, and uh, more of a conversation as opposed to an asynchronous message. So I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, we'll be able to see this come to fruition in 2016. So when it comes to secure and direct sort of texting that might take place on mobile devices, would the texts be encrypted and protected in transmission, or would they also be encrypted on the device if the device was later found or opened, or how does that work? Well, they're certainly going to be encrypted in transmission in the same way the direct messages and attachments are encrypted. The uh, plan currently is also to encrypt them on the devices as well, or at least to make that a best practice recommendation. I think you have to have both. One of the things that that we're aiming for is to, you know, move the online chatting from a particular vendor uh, relationship uh, like sort of AOL or Prodigy was with respect to uh, email years ago, and that's kind of the service offerings are now, to make it possible for doctors and clinicians in the field using a texting or messaging capability that 
uh, goes across the, the boundaries of their particular EHRs that they might be using. And, and direct as a way of addressing and creating bound certificates to those addresses uh, solves that problem. Besides the use of direct-based secure texting and chats and emails, any other thoughts about how to better secure patient data as it's exchanged using other mobile devices, such as consumer wearable devices, even if it's outside of what direct would do? What are your worries mostly about when it comes to these Internet of Things sorts of devices that we see popping up that could indeed start transmitting data to EHRs and other places? The worry has to be that trust is granted where trust is not deserved. And I think we all have this problem. If you received an email from me today that said, Marianne, I just flew to Portugal and, you know, I landed without any money. Can you send me $500? You'd immediately think that's probably not David's email address. Somebody's captured his email address. That trust that we have would be disestablished, so to speak, very quickly. I think that's going to be the problem for the transmission and storage of protected health information, personal health information with these new devices. Um, Are the parties that are moving the information up to snuff in terms of the security controls that they have in place, not only with respect to the exchanges that they're doing and the movement of the data, but their operations and uh, their data centers. And given that more and more of this is being done in the cloud, that raises another set of questions about how you do security audits, accreditation, um, and protect against intrusions in in the cloud environment. So I'm really excited, like everybody else is, about these data flows being uh, more easily collected and and managed, but I'm also I'm very cautious about whether or not we're going to see some new breaches and some new problems associated with people getting really quickly into relationships of trust without thinking about the deservedness of those parties with respect to their security. Thanks, Dr. Kibbe. I've been speaking to Dr. David Kibbe. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.